Usually, when people get to the end of a chapter, they close the book and go to sleep. I deliberately write a book so when the reader gets to the end of a chapter, he or she must turn one more page. Sydney Sheldon. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Esses. Today, we're talking about something that I feel is a very personal aspect of storytelling because so many people do this so differently and there's almost no information out there about how to do it properly. And that is chaptering your book. I'll be honest. If you chapter as you're writing, your chapter endings are probably in the wrong place. That doesn't mean you can't chapter as you write, but we do suggest that in this polishing your draft that we're talking about this month, you consider changing where those chapters are because they're at breaking points for you when you are writing your chapters in your first draft. Like our opener said, this is a terrible time to have chapter breaks. You want them to read just one more page. And if it's at a nice button ending for the story in that moment, then they're going to close the book and go to sleep. So we're not saying that it is wrong at all to chapter as you go. That is perfectly fine if that's how you write, if that's your flow. But keep in mind that it is okay to change where those chapters end while you're editing. Make sure that the point where you are putting a break into the story is going to be a place that's compelling and interesting yet natural. We'll talk about finding those in a minute. But I'm just going to put out there that I don't chapter at all until after at least my third or fourth edit. I put those breaks in much later in the process than a lot of authors do. So if you look at most of my manuscripts that I never published, it's a huge wall of text and nothing else. I put scene breaks in. I will label it by scene. So anytime I would put a extra paragraph break in a novel, that's where I just put scene one, scene two. It allows me to navigate my manuscript without chaptering. I generally rely on word count to know where I am in the plotting aspect because I do plot my book out. I have target word volumes for each moment in each scene. So I know where I should be in order to stay on track for the rhythm of the book at large. Yeah, that would never work for me. (laughs) You're a pantser. Yeah. But there are a couple things we want to say before we get into the nitty gritty about how to make it easier for you. The biggest question I see, especially on the forums, is how long should a chapter be? Unfortunately, there's no real hard and fast rule for this. Therefore, when you say my book is 20 chapters long, that doesn't mean anything to the readers. Sometimes the chapter can be one sentence. I think it was Once Upon a Broken Heart by Stephanie Garber that one of her chapters was a single word. And then there are times where a chapter takes up 10% of the novel. It depends on the flow and what you need out of the book. You really need to look at more of the plot points rather than how many words there are. When you're looking at chapter breaks, the thing that you should be looking at as a storyteller is where those transition points are. This is a great indicator of something that has happened being concluded, making it feel like a complete chapter, and something new that leads them to read the next page in the next chapter after that. 
So transition points are going to be your key in identifying where these should go. And this is important, especially for those who do chapter as they're writing. You need to look at those transitions to see whether or not they're good, whether or not they're compelling. Part of that is because chapters are often determined by a new beginning. So something will change, something will be revealed, and there is a new beginning that should be your next chapter. That new beginning comes at the end of the prior chapter. The consequences of that new beginning start your next chapter. If you have that new beginning at the beginning of the chapter, you start having those things feel like they're independent and not interconnected. Therefore, it's easy to close the book between chapters. And like we mentioned earlier, the length of your chapter varies depending on your book and also your target audience. If you're writing young adult, you're going to have shorter chapters. If you're writing middle grade, you're going to have shorter chapters. Readers of that age and who like that age group of writing are going to take in shorter bursts. But it's really up to you how long you want the chapter to be. Personally, my chapters are incredibly long. I want to give the reader as few opportunities as possible to close the book and set it aside and fall asleep. Therefore, I only have an average of like 20 chapters per novel, and most of those are about 6,000 words between, which are fairly long for most modern fiction. The average, and again, this is an average. Most modern fiction chapters are between two and 3,000 words. So when you're deciding, should I put a chapter break here or not, it's helpful to consider what the chapter break means for the readers. Not all readers are like this. However, chapters are kind of a signpost for the reader to say, this is a good break. This is a place I will remember. I'm going to put the book down now. Especially for the academic readers and the younger readers, chapters are an accomplishment. Therefore, having more of them makes the reader feel more successful. So when you have a middle schooler come up to you that says, hey, I read three chapters today, it means something very different than if a college student comes up to you and even different from the crazy cat lady who spends most of her time in a rocking chair with a cat on her lap reading as much as possible. Going along with this idea of chaptering feeling like accomplishments, having shorter chapters can help the reader feel like they're flying through a book quickly because they're seeing they're consuming a lot of chapters all at once. So if you want the reader to have that kind of feeling, that is great. But those transitions need to be compelling so that they don't see it as an opportunity to put the book down. They see it as an opportunity to continue going. And if you chapter frequently, you can also desensitize the reader because the difference between reading five chapters and six doesn't mean much as much as, okay, well, I finished one whole chapter today. I can set the book down. So if you have them frequently, there is a desensitization of what the chapter break means. It's a decision you make depending on your target audience and how they look at chapters. So to kind of wrap that up, make sure your transitions are compelling. Make sure that there is a new beginning at the end of the chapter so that the readers want to continue going. And then make the chapters as long or as short as you want. But do it wisely. Now let's get into the actual specifics. Because this month is about polishing your draft, about getting it ready for publishing, 
you need to look at actually the formatting of chaptering. The best resource you have for how a chapter should look in the printed book is your favorite novel. All of the comp titles that your reader is familiar with and that they love their, that particular formatting, if you can make it look similar to theirs, you'll be subconsciously in the same party, in the same boat as your favorite authors. So for a lot of my spy fiction and my modern day action, this stuff without magic and swords and stuff, those chapter breaks are designed to look a lot like the Lee Child Jack Reacher series because that's my target audience. The most common way to chapter is to simply use the number. It could be chapter and then number or just the number. And then in some cases, you'll have the number accompanied by an epigraph. This is very common in Sanderson novels. If we were to ever take this podcast and make it into a novel and like collect all of our favorite self-editing episodes and all that jazz, there would be an epigraph at the beginning of every chapter, which is the opener quote for every episode. The other common thing, and this is especially true in older books and children's chapter books, middle grade books, and younger YA books, is to have titles for the chapter. You can see this in the Harry Potter novels, and I think the Aragon series has this as well. One of the places that I've seen this pop up a little more frequently is if a blog has been turned into a novel, then the title of the blog post is also the chapter title. Sometimes, especially if you're writing multiple points of view, but everything's in first person, this is mostly in a YA dystopian format. That's most often where you see that. You'll have the point of view character name. This is a little bit of a crutch for your reader, but especially if you're just starting out, this can be super helpful to make sure your reader is tracking with you. I will say I'm reading the Faithful and Fallen series by John Gwynn right now, and it is very helpful to have the point of view names as the chapter titles every chapter because there are so many characters, it can be a little difficult to keep track of who's actually talking. But each chapter is dedicated to one point of view and there is a name and that really helps me keep track of what's going on because there are a lot of names and a lot of very similar names. There's like Corbin, Cohen, Camlin. It's a nightmare. <laughs> the long and short of it is when you are chaptering your book, it's a reflection of your style, not just the comp titles and if you use numbers or chapter titles, these kind of things but your length of your chapters and what you want to communicate to your readers, having a wide variety of chapter lengths versus very consistent chapter lengths, all of these are a reflection of who you are as an author. This is a very overlooked tool in your tool belt to make sure that your reader continues reading. Let it be part of how you tell the story. Let it be something to inspire and drive you and to drive your readers to continue reading. So make sure you chapter and write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 